Good morning, friends. It is another sacred, silent night, and I am wide awake. It's so early in the morning that I'm certain it's dark everywhere, wherever you are. Uh, <laughs> wherever the sun is, though, I'm excited to be back with you. I'm excited that you've joined me again, and I've got another experience that I want to share, chat about, and it's concerning faith. What do you do when your faith undergoes a major attack? One attack after another. Hmm. Well, I admit that I have been fighting to hold on to faith for the last five years. And I'm telling you, it has not been easy. And what about believing God for something and then seeing the exact opposite? At the end of it. Hmm. Well, before I get into that, I want to let you know that you can join the conversation. I invite it and welcome it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Simply Fimby. That's the at sign Simply T-H-E-M-B as in Bravo, I as in Indigo. I would love to hear from you. So... Have you ever been just tired of believing? I mean, just at a place where you feel like, I don't want to ask God for anything because I am exhausted with believing for anything, right? I have been there. I've been there. I've been there so many, so many times, especially over the last five years. Like I said, um, I mentioned before about going through a divorce. I said that you know, before. That started in 2018. I packed up my belongings and my children and I left my own home, right? So it took less than a week <laughs> for me to realize that that was a mistake and that was not at all what I wanted and where I was, not even the physical place, but that's not where I wanted to be. <laughs> that was not it for me. That was not it. So, uh, having seen that um, from a calm perspective, right? When I packed up and moved, of course, I was I was um, angry. It was out of anger and frustration, and it was a a, um, a very permanent decision based on temporary circumstances. Word of advice, don't make decisions like that. But anyway, I started praying for reconciliation. And it seemed like the harder I prayed, the further apart we got, my ex-husband and I. So from October of 2018 to February of the following year, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that there would be no divorce. <laughs> I begged God and man <laughs> not to let it be. And I believed God for reconciliation. I believed it. I, I had faith for it, right? Well, in March of 2019, the divorce was final, Okay. So needless to say, I was broken. Um, I couldn't pray against divorce after that. 
So I started praying for restoration of my family. I wanted my family unit back intact. That God would bring myself and my ex-husband back together and that my kids would be okay. And that, you know, we, we spent a lot of time after, after (laughs) 19 years of marriage, um, that few months apart, (laughs) living in two different places, that was hard. And that was enough time in my mind. We have spent enough time apart to understand that this ain't what we want, right? So I prayed and I believed God. I believed and I had faith for a year and a half. So in December of 2021, I saw no evidence, no nothing, no nothing, no nothing of us coming back together. In fact, he had um, romantically moved on, right? So... December 2021, I settled that I don't even want that anymore. I didn't want the relationship anymore. Um, I wasn't crushed at this decision to not have this relationship anymore, but I was not crushed. But um, my faith, though, it was more than weak by now. Even though in my heart I I was okay with the decision that I had made to be done um, wanting that relationship and and he the decision he had made to move on romantically, um, I was still disappointed and it was still a letdown of my faith. Okay, so the same day though. That December of 2021, the same day that I concluded that I was done with that relationship. Now, let me backtrack for a second and say, leading up to this, all while I'm praying for reconciliation of our relationship, I am getting to know myself, right? So I'm getting to know me. I had been married 19 years. That was, uh, we had spent 22 years together. That was literally at this time in 20, 2019, that was literally half of our lives. We were 44 years old. We had spent 22 years together. We literally grew up together. So during the time that I was praying for this reconciliation, um, I was learning a lot about myself. A lot of things that I liked that I didn't like. Um, I was seeing a lot of, of error that I made in our relationship, in my in the marriage. Um, a lot of mistakes on my part, a lot of things that I was just, I was so headstrong about, you know, I was like relentless. I'm not going to change my view about this. And, oh, wow. I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was a force to be reckoned with. I'm not gonna lie. But, um, I started to see things too, um, like, I started to be okay with the idea of us not being together. It it went from being an obsession or a compulsion to be reunited with him to being, oh, okay, well, you know, God, if if, if that's what you want, then I'm here for it. You know, if if you want us, if you want that union, then I'm okay with that. But if you don't 
uh, I'm okay with that too. So this day in December, when I settled it, I was really on the end um, saying, I don't want it. Now, if you want it, God, uh, help me and I'll, I'll, I'll get back there. I'll do whatever you want. But if I have an option, if I have a choice, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. Um, only because he's a great person. He really is. But I had seen so much about myself that um, I couldn't imagine life being different than it had been when we were together before. I couldn't imagine a different life with the things that I had realized about myself. So I want it, I want it new and I want it, um, I just wanted newness all around, right? I still had a desire to be married and I wanted newness, right? So back to that day that I concluded that. And that same day that I concluded that I was done wanting that relationship, God showed me the man that, I, that I'm supposed to marry. And y'all, <laughs> my ex-husband was gorgeous. He is a gorgeous man. But this man that I'm supposed to marry, he's everything. He is it. He is it. He is the standard. Um, anyway, uh, he's the standard. And I was ecstatic about it. I was ecstatic about it because, honestly, we should have been married a long time ago. We've known each other. A very, very, very long time, most of our lives, but we should have been married a long time ago. But anywho, so I started praying for the union with this man and praying for our hearts to be healed from our past and um, for our lives together and that God would um, develop in us the spouse that, that we each needed. I started praying that. And then, just as suddenly as he walked in, as suddenly and as unexpectedly as he walked in to my life, he walked right out. And I was devastated. Again. There was no making sense of, of what had gone on or why was going on there was I just could what is going on I couldn't I, I couldn't wrap my mind around what had just happened and this is still in December that's crazy and I prayed and prayed and prayed God why why where what's going on why why I didn't get any answer and so then I started praying, well, why did you even let him show up? Why is he even here? Why is he in my heart again? I have left that a long time ago. I have left that alone a long time ago. And why is he here again? And, and still no answer. I started to remember that I had been seeing him 
for a very long time in my dreams. In dreams and visions, I would see him in 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 just no um specific way. It was just his presence. Sometimes I never saw his face. Sometimes I just felt his presence in wherever I was in the dream. And sometimes I did see him. Sometimes he was without words. Most of the time, he's without words. He was just there. And I would think, oh my, well, when I was dreaming about him, I would wake up and think, oh my, do I need to pray for him? And, you know, God help him, keep him, bless him, blah, blah, blah. Because he was married too at the time when I was having these series of dreams. And so I started to reflect on those things. And I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, God, have you been showing me for years that that is the man I'm supposed to marry? Now, let me let me say this. And I know I don't have to defend God, but I do want to say this because God is not an, the author of confusion. Um, and he was not bringing confusion. Yes, I was married. Yes, this man was married. But God was also showing me that my marriage was going to end. Um, at least, phew, at least 10 years before it actually ended, God began to show me that this was going to end. Okay. Um, and the dreams that I was having, they were not lascivious dreams. They were not, um, inappropriate dreams. They were dreams that prompted prayer. Okay. Um, but however, he was out of my life suddenly and, and I, and I was hurt. I was very, very hurt, very devastated by that. So I wasn't getting any answers as to why he showed up after so long or why he was now gone so quickly. Okay. I began to doubt everything that I had seen and heard. Um, the dreams, the visions, and I know God deals with me in dreams and in visions prophetically, but I began to doubt them, any of them pertaining to him. And then over time, I started to doubt all of my dreams and visions. So I was in a tug of war between doubt and faith concerning him for the next 12 months. No communication with him. No indication that he felt any of the things that he had said when he, when he proclaimed and when he showed up and and professed love for me and professed that he knew that we were supposed to be married, that I was supposed to be his wife. I had no communication with him. No indication that that was anything other than a farce. Nothing more than a lie. And it was so much more than difficult to hold on to anything I believed or even desired. So while I was trying to hold on to that hope, I mean, I was trying to hold on to it because I really did desire to be with him. I was trying to hold on to that uh, in 22. And there was a series of death throughout my family. Um, one in particular, I was praying for and believing for healing, believing that God was going to heal her and, and bring her home from the hospital. I watched her get worse and then get better 
and then suddenly die. So my heart was broken at this time, and so was my faith. Of the five people who passed away from the beginning of the year up to August, the month of August, she was one of two people who were actually sick and that I was praying for recovery. And but they died. Okay. So we started the year with sudden death, followed by a, a death that if you can't expect death, I mean she was she was an elderly aunt. She lived a great life. I loved her, but she was of age, so she had um minor health conditions and she passed. It hurt nonetheless. Um then an uncle, then my children's grandmother, and the eighth month ended the death cycle um, with a five-month-old baby. Sudden and unexpected death. Okay? So by this time... <laughs> I found myself almost afraid to believe God for anything. So I didn't. I didn't believe for anything. I just, you know what? If I woke up, I'm getting up, I'm going to work. I'm going to work, I'm going to come home and do it all over again the next day. I'm not going to believe for any promises. Not going to believe for, I'm certainly not going to believe for this this desire, this, this, this desire that I have, I had prayed for a husband. And then when I met this, this, well, when this man was reintroduced into my life, I prayed for that union and that was gone. I was not trying to believe for anything. I'm good. I'm good. After a while, I started to notice that, uh, God was bringing things about to keep my hope from dying. So what I mean is people started to call me random. Like, um, <laughs> really? Like I'm, I'm getting text messages. I'm walking down the street getting text messages. Hey, pray for my son and his new wife. You know, they just lost their baby and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, this is so so random okay but I'll pray um <laughs> people call it pray for me I'm going through such and such and I'm like okay do y'all not understand that I don't want to pray about anything <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to pray I didn't want to believe, but people just random out of the blue sky start calling me and texting me and asking me to pray for them and believe God with them for whatever they were believing for. <laughs> I know it was the workings of God, though. Why? Because who else would encourage us to pray for someone else? Also, that's our relationship. He does that to me. Anytime my faith, my courage, or my endurance starts to dwindle, 
he shows up, not reminding me to pray for myself or be encouraged for what I'm believing for, but to pray for somebody else. Just go ahead and and <laughs> go ahead and set your attention, your focus on somebody else and, and pray for what they need. And so, I mean, I, I can't help it. It's part of who I am. So I do. So by encouraging me to pray for someone else, he keeps faith alive in my heart. Okay. So I get to the end of 2022 and I'm trying to settle within myself not to believe <laughs> in any of the petitions that I have offered up to God. <laughs> Don't believe any of them. Let them all die. That's where I am, right? But I start 2023 with new hope. I'm trying not to believe God. Um for the healing of and deliverance of and and um the restoration of the relationship with the man that I'm supposed to marry. So I try to have a relationship with somebody else. <laughs> oh, it's so funny thinking about it now. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Needless to say, that didn't work. The relationship ended, look, four, three or four months after it began. It was like, okay, that was a complete waste of time. Um, and yes, once again, I'm crushed because I did want to believe for the man that I really wanted. But I was praying and believing for this this new relationship that I had that I that I started right and that ends almost the middle of this year and I spend three months just okay right I'm good I'm good I don't I don't even want it no more I want no marriage I don't want to you know what I'm good I'm good. I don't want to hear from nobody. I'm not looking for nobody. I'm not going on a dating app. No, I don't need nobody trying to hook me up. I'm just good. Just, I'm good. <laughs> I start in August having urges again to pray for the band that I'm supposed to marry. Now, I'm not just saying I'm praying for whoever my husband is, Father. No, it's the man that he showed me. <laughs> and so I start, I'm like, why am I thinking about him again? In my mind, he's gone. He's moved on. So now, <laughs> I start the year, let's go back. I start the year 2023 trying to be in another relationship that crashes and burns <laughs> I come out of that unscathed I'm like good okay cool I'm good I'm not gonna pray for it I'm not I'm good I don't even want it I'm good I'm good I'm good to now all of a sudden I'm like I ain't thought about this man in eight eight nine months why am I thinking about him again but True to form, I start praying for him. 
I'm not praying to be with him. I'm praying for him, right? And at the same time that God rekindles that part of me to pray for him, right? At the same time, I started visiting a church. Now, I hadn't been in a church assembly service, whatever, in an entire year. But I started to visit this church. And I like it. I'm like, okay, I like this. I like this. I mentioned it to you in the last episode. I'm like, I like this. I like it. So I go back again. And I almost don't even know how to react in church, right? The first couple of times I go. Like, I don't even know how to respond to the preached word or whatever's going on, you know? I don't even know how to respond. So, But God begins to speak to me through both the message that's preached and personal prophecy, okay? He's igniting my faith again, okay? And I'm trying to like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want to go back there. But the first four visits to this ministry, every week, God says something to me directly. Okay? Through the preached word or through personal prophecy. And he's saying stuff that only me and me and him talk about. Only me and God, right? And this is over and over again, every week. And then as time goes on, for two and a half months, the preacher is saying stuff that I've only talked to God about, things that I've seen in visions or dreams, things that I've written in journals. This is between me and God, nobody else. But I get to our gatherings, and it's coming out of this man's mouth. So what is God doing? He's igniting faith in me again. So he begins to speak um, concerning things that he said about me years ago. And one thing he said is, you thought I forgot about you, but I haven't forgotten. I had to position you in the right place. I had to get you in the right place. Now I'm about to do all of that stuff that I told you I was going to do. And just thinking about it right now makes me want to cry. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. Because all of that time that my faith was wavering and weak and almost destroyed. <laughs> God said, I just needed to get you right here. I needed to get you right here. I needed to get you right here so that now I can bring all of that stuff to pass. So last Sunday, God says, I want to hear your petition again. I hear him say, ask me again. And that, my friends, is where we are 
in this moment. God is saying, ask me again. Ask again. It's not that he's forgotten about us. It's not that he has decided against what we ask. You know it's not that he can't do it. Now, we're not going to believe that. (laughs) We're not going to believe that he is not able to do it, okay? But we have been stuck on will he do it, though? You know, will you do that? You know? And if it's in his will, if we're in his will, the Bible tells us in John 15 that if we abide in him and we allow his word to abide in us, that we can ask anything and he would give it to us. Now, if we're abiding in him, that means we're dwelling in him and his word is dwelling in us, then we're not asking things against his word, right? So I wanted a husband, so I'm not asking him for for somebody who's married to somebody else. Oh, let me back up. Let me say that. I got divorced in 2019. He di- he divorced um, in 2020. Okay. And then he showed back up in my life after many, many, many years of, of not being in contact with each other. He showed back up in my life in 2021. Okay. I need to spell that out for some people because I don't want anybody to take it and think that, you know, God is trying to set somebody up that's married to somebody else. Nope. That's not what was going on. If, 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 if my husband at the time and I had obeyed God and and done what he was telling both of us to do, our marriage could have worked. And that goes for this, that goes, the same goes for him and his marriage at the time. Had they heard from God and been listening to God and obeying God, their marriage could have worked. However, since neither marriage worked, uh, now he can bring about what was his plan all along. Okay. So this is where we are for one reason or another. We've gotten weak in the waiting. We've let doubt has come in, you know, whether it was the loved one died in spite of our prayers, the breakup happened in spite of prayers, um, that we see people around us enjoying what we've prayed for and we've asked for, and it's still not happening for us in spite of prayers. Doubt has been, been able to creep in, and for for whatever the reason, We find ourselves fighting to believe for what we've asked God for. But God said, ask again. Ask again. Ask again. So I did that. I asked again. I asked again. And that was just last week. And I'm starting to see change. Out of the clear blue sky, he walks back into my life. And we'll see where it goes. But what has happened is faith is rekindled. Faith is rekindled. And I don't know that I just have such a settling in my heart. That this is it. This time, this is it. 
And I just want to encourage you, friends, to ask again. I know it looks like, for some of us, it may look like "Mm, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I know it's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you what about this particular relationship. Um, (laughs) Through the beauty of social media, I I did see him with other or another woman and, you know, in other relationships over this time that from 21 to now, I've seen that. I've seen it, you know, with my own eyes. It's not hearsay. I've seen it. I've seen him profess love to someone else. Um, but I'm not caught up on that either because I, I thought I loved the relationship that I was in at the beginning of the year. Hmm. Yeah. So, but I did have to look at that. I had to see that and and still try to believe past it. And so the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6 that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And here's how that breaks down. Faith is the assurance of it. It is the confirmation of it. It is the proof of it. It is the conviction of reality. It is perceiving it as real fact before it becomes a reality. That's what faith is. So I just want to encourage us to ask again. Let God hear our petition again and be assured of it let there be confirmation that he said ask again let that be your confirmation let his request to hear your petition again be the proof of it let his request to hear you ask for it again Be the conviction that it is a reality. Let his request to hear your petition again give you the perception of whatever it is as a real fact before it becomes your reality. I just want to pray with you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, Father, that you're true to your word, that you're not a man that lies. You're not the son of man that you would have a need to repent. But if you said it, Father, you will perform it. Father, I'm praying for the listener, those who are listening, um, that you would encourage their hearts like you did mine, Father, that you would ignite their faith again like you did mine. I'm praying that you would lead them to a place or put someone in their path who can help them hear you again or hear you for the first time. I'm praying for the listener, Father, that you would keep them and bless them on their day, in their day, on their way. Um, in Jesus name. Amen. So friends, I want to invite you to the conversation until then, make it a great day.